Hey guys, welcome back to another Touch Grass episode. My name is Isita and I'm glad you're here. Today's topic, we're going to talk about feminine health and sexual health. So hygiene about with the down your ear. We're going to be very open about this. We're going to have some honest discussions about it. If I hope you don't feel uncomfortable because it's just about your lady bits. I'm going to use the right words and right terms. I'm going to make it fun and spicy. So I'm going to tell you the things that I do and what are the things that I know that are industry standards and what the medical professionals say and stuff like that. I'm trying to get somebody to come on so that we could have discussion discussion together. But unfortunately, our schedules did not match, but we're going to pull through. Today's podcast has been sponsored by... So if you're the kind of girly that takes your vaginal care, health, and hygiene very seriously, then Perfectly Her is perfect for you. It's designed to be for females to help not throw off your pH balance. Perfectly Her is a small business located here in Jamaica, and they do feminine washes, yoni oils, scrubs, boric acid pills, or anything that is healthy for you to use in your vaginal area. Now, I used to be one of those girls that used to be very conscious about how I smell, how I looked down in that area, and I was just conscious more of you know, what was going on more than anybody else I figure, but that was because I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And with people like perfectly her, who, when you go to buy their products, they are very detailed in telling you what you need it for, why you need to use their products or why, if you need to go to the doctor instead. So perfectly her is located on Instagram. It is underscore perfectly her on Instagram and on TikTok. You can go and research her products from her. You can give her a call and she can talk to you through it. You can email her through if you don't want to talk to her personally. You're free to, you know, have that dialogue. But taking your hygiene health, your feminine hygiene health into your own hands is very important. Your sexual health, your hygiene health as a woman is really and truly what breaks and makes our personality or confidence so walk confidently today and reach out to perfectly her so she can get your products so let's jump into the program we're going to jump right into it and we're going to talk about smells right so a lot of us think that for some strange reason that our vaginas should not smell at all we should smell like flowers or pineapple or a mango or i don't know coconuts who knows but the reality is that our vaginas are attached to our bodies and it is like a direct inside portal to what's going on in or in that area and of course if we know anything about our bodies our bodies are smelly we smell from our armpits our mouth can smell our eyes and nose can smell our ears can smell or crevices can smell. We are a smelly set of people. What is a healthy smell is what we need to be concerned with. Anything that sells funky or fishy or salt fishy or dead fishy or dead meaty, that's a cause of concern. But if you have a musty, um, slightly funky smell, a slightly rank smell, that's normal for a woman who is going about her day working and using a bathroom. You're not expected to smell like mint and lavender. You can add those fragrances on, but sometimes those fragrances will give you more issues than anything else. If anybody has done any research and seen the Honeypot reviews, Honeypot is a feminine hygiene product that is black owned. It's a person of color that owns it. And it's, I like the product itself. I like the packaging. I like the, what they're trying to do, but they apparently have some parts that has mint and lavender infused, and it has different reactions to different people. 
the funny thing about it is that when I'm looking at reviews, a lot of persons, you can see the differences in race who having a problem with the products too. I'm not going to get into that because that's not what the platform is about. But they were concerned and they were very concerned because the minty um, essential oil or, you know, scent they use on the pads really infuses your skin and it gives you a tingly burny feeling so some persons say it was burning and it was that felt like they were their their bits were on fire while others found it cooling and relaxing and thought it was kind of a great kind of buzz to what's going on i think it's a matter of preference but the point i'm trying to make is that sometimes essential oils won't work for everybody you have to know what's best for you when it comes on to your smell if you're concerned about how you're smelling you go to the doctor and he gives you a series of medication you still smell the same way then it's a situation that you either might have something that's more major than he has not caused or that's just the way you smell and you can drink more water change your diet eat more greens and eat more fruits and that can help you with smells as well but don't be too focused on how your your vagina smells Talk to your partner if you have a partner. If they are really finding that that's something offensive going on down there, then you need to get some help. But the reality is that vaginas are smelly places. They're not stinky places, but they do have a scent. They have some kind of scent. And it's okay to have some kind of smell down there. We're going to get into now cleaning the area. We're not we're talking about now how you're going to clean your, vag- your vagina, your sexy area. Now, first of all, them rough rags that we're using on our vagina, we don't need to put it on the inside. Like people really put that thing, wrap that thing around their finger and then insert it into their vaginal cavity and clean on the inside. Your vagina is a self-cleaning oven. It will take care of that aspect of things. Don't put the thing up there. You're supposed to be cleaning outside the crevices, the creases between your legs and your vagus lips. So the majora and the libia and the, the minora. Like, let me get it right now. Let me get it right now. I don't want, I don't want to tell no life on the thing. But me tell it right now. I got, I got, I Google it right now so that we can have that. But honestly, I was so shocked when I get to realize that people are actually still cleaning the inside of the vagina. It do, you don't need that. You don't need even you know harsh chemicals to do any kind of cleaning either you need to just wash it with water honestly but for the persons like me who love to love you know to make this a whole thing it's a self-care thing for me i do use my perfectly her you know foaming cleanser and i clean the area on the outside that kind of thing i also ensure that i shave we can get more into shaving and what's best in terms of hair removal there's going to be another segment further on in the podcast but honestly i think that the hair itself carries more scent and as a result i tend to take it all off so i can clean the area better i don't use any harsh chemicals on it i don't always use washes anyway i tend to use washes like right before my period starts during my period and right after because i want to ensure that i'm very clean and squeaky ish a lot of these cleansers too you have to be careful that it doesn't throw your ph off but here's the thing if you're washing properly it would matter what are not stuck to your pee off? Can I really supposed to wash on the inside so much with anything? You wash inside with your fingers in water and you wash outside with whatever detergent type thing you want to use. Now, can I recommend anything? I will recommend to you, of course, perfectly her, but honey pot is really good. I would tell you, Vagisil, to just throw that away because it really messes, well, it messes with me. So if it works for you, make it steer. Keep it going. 
but for me it hasn't worked for me it always gives me some kind of itching or burning sensation after a while and i just don't bother with it that's the reason too why i don't use pads anymore because of the itching and burning sensation but we'll get into pads after all but so cleaning up the area you want to do it very gently you want to you want to be gentle with her you know she's your pleasure center so pleasure is usually you know soft and tender and that kind of way not everybody likes that kind of pleasure but for most of us we kind of do so you want to keep it gentle down there keep it you know sensitive and, and gentle and you treat her with respect so let's talk about when she's not feeling all that great there may be different reasons and different types of her not feeling great it can be major to minor minus to major now the most common things that we'll go through is more than likely like a yeast infection that happens because of yeast buildup in our body a yeast infection can be caught from wet underwear swimsuit or are you just touching the area it's just a yeast is essentially you know a type of fungus that just kind of spreads it itches and it has an odor so you will see a different change in your discharge and it's very 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 uncomfortable there's a lot of itching and there's a lot of burning so when that happens you can go to the pharmacy yourself if you know the signs and you can ask them to give you something for yeast infection there's monostat 3 that and monostat 5 that you can use over the counter as well as you can probably try some boric acid pills you can also try a little bit of apple cider vinegar and water diluted water diluted in water to clean the air so that you'll be able to have like a relief from the itching until you get to somewhere that you can get the medication you know you normally have to treat a yeast infection Usually for my preventative care, I normally eat yogurt at least once or twice a week to just kind of ensure that my body has the active ingredients in it to help fight off that situation. And I've not had a yeast infection in a very, 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 very long time, like years since I decided not to wear underwear as much. And I've been very cognizant of what I put in my vaginal area. Other issues you might have is what we call a BV, bacterial vaginosis, which is usually a bacteria that you probably can catch from. Also underwear from your spouse as well, from dirty situations. It's just a dirty situation. It's a bacteria, overgrowth of bacteria in the, in the vaginal area. And listen, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you what the doctor told me. But that can also be very major. You can leave it there for too long and it gives you real problems. Like it can infect your cervix. It can infect other major organs, reproductive organs. If you leave a bacteria vaginosis untreated. Now this will carry a very funky dead meat kind of fishies kind of smell you will find little discharges as well especially if he's having it there for a long time you will see some discharge and the quality discharge will be different from what it's normally when it normally used to for a bacterial vaginosis go to the doctor do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars go straight to the doctor and have him treat you for that especially if you've never had it before and it's the first time you're going through it you don't know how long you've had it you might have been missing the signs you want to get antibiotics to get rid of that so ensure that you speak to your doctor about that um for sure if you are more experienced and you've had the condition before and you know when it starts like immediately as soon as it starts you can always treat it with boric acid pills i do not recommend you do any of these things without either consulting a physician first or i know these are risky things you're doing to your body these are internal sub suppositories that you're inserting into your body it's it's not you're not a health practitioner you really should be getting help where this is concerned So let's get into talking about our sexual health. Well, everybody does things differently, you know what I mean? But for me and for a lot of my girlfriends, 
we try to have a routine before and after sex. So before sex, we ensure that the air is clean. You don't necessarily have to take a long shower, but you need to at least ensure that the air is clean from set sweats and any kind of body odor or anything that's developing where that is concerned. You have to also bear in mind, depending on the type of sex you're having, whether or not you're going to be using a condom or not or a diaphragm, whether you're using an IUD or any of those things, you have to be very careful in terms of the air itself, ensuring that it's very hygienic and clean because when you have birth controls especially the ones that you insert like your iud's and your disc and that kind of thing you have to you have to ensure that the air is very very clean because any kind of bacteria can exasperate about an issue that you might be having afterwards so one of the major things is to make sure that it's very clean in the area if you're doing your fun time with somebody that you've never done it before that's also very important you know of course use a condom don't don't be don't be unsafe don't be that girl use a condom we're not only wanting to have fun we want to live to talk about these stories in our 50s and in our 60s we don't want to be having any kind of stds or any kind of major no biggie or not like that if they're still called a biggie we don't want to have any hiv or aids or any kind of sexually transmitted disease later on in, in down in our life so now we regret these fun times we have so after sex is now your next option so the first thing you need to do after you have sex is pee pee to clear your urethra so if you didn't know down there you have three holes you have a vaginal hole you have a urethra where you pee through and you have a butthole so you have to pee in order to get rid of all those toxins and anything that might have gone up in the urethra you want to clear that area i can tell you if you don't clear it you will might sometimes get a, a urinary tract infection and by god i had one for the first time in all my life and it was not cute i got it was really painful and then i got some medication and the medication made me sick and i had to go back to get medication to stop the sickness and then still have to get a new medication to, to treat uti I would not recommend. So ensure you pee after you have sex and you also want to take a shower, a proper refresher shower that you shower and scrub your skin properly, taking off all that sweat. And you want to treat your vagina with respect and you want to bathe her properly and thoroughly so she is, you know, comfortable. If you are the kind of girly who have a steady boyfriend or not and you're not using any protection and the guy has ejaculated in you, you know there's a, a level of extraction that you need to do. You go on the toilet and you kind of push as much of that as you can out of you and you want to clean and wash the area. I would usually sleep in an underwear at that point to catch anything that doesn't run down my leg if it's you know if it's a lot. And yeah, we're all grown here. We're all grown here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. No one like no 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 like a we one and me want a fun time be on a cell so yeah so your sexual hygiene is also very important the market is coming out now with sexual hygiene products but the same foam and wash on perfectly her can be used to clean afterwards you have a very tingly sensation she has an oil too that oil i've used this on my partner's genital and it's made sex really tingly and nice it's oh it's kind of a slight minty kind of rosy smell strawberry smell it's girl you need to try that but yeah that's our sexual health let's get into grooming so your pubic hair has many important biological purposes but there's been no studies to say that your pubic hair actually does anything to affect your hygiene but it's a matter of aesthetics and it's a matter of i guess just appearance really just aesthetic if you want to take it off or not 
I feel that when I do have hair, though, when I pee or I sweat, the scent lingers more than when I don't have any hair at all. So I tend to go for the option where I do not have any hair in my, my sexual area. So I just remove it completely. Now, your method of removal doesn't have to necessarily be the same as anybody else. You can trim the hair instead of taking it off completely. Waxing is an option. Shaving is an option. Hair removal creams and powders are also an option. You can do even threading if you're into sitting down for that long and having that whole traumatic experience but when it comes on to grooming it's all personal preference it has really nothing to do whether or not you're going to be healthier or sex is going to be better it does help to protect the vulva from friction the hair on your vagina helps to protect the vulva, the vulva from friction when it comes on to intercourse and any other activity so it does do that but i think what i've seen over the years is that because i keep removing the hair my skin on the outside of my vagina tends to be a little bit more um resistant to any damage or any roughness or abrasions it will still have um hair growing and the hair will be kind of coarse but i don't find that i get bruised and friction very often on the top part of my volvo or anything like that so i've opted to remove the hair in that area that's up to you though if you want to do that it's not something that is a must it doesn't defect affect your hygiene any at all it doesn't make you any different it's all about personally what you want for yourself and that's essentially what grooming is when you're done shaving or whatever you dry the razors throw it away or throw it away i usually use those razors one at a time so if you are a razor type of girl if you're a shaving type of girl you're going to use razors i prefer using male razors because they have more blades um female ra- razors tend to have like two or three blades i can find a male razor a male razor that has at least five blades and i can just go one swipe you have to be very careful when you're shaving to ensure that you shave with the grain of hair so how they say it where the sun shines you shave against and when the sun where the sun doesn't shine you you shave with so you shave where in the direction that your hair grows if you're like me and my hair grows Manila, crazy all over the place like some grow left right up and down you just kind of have to work with it and work what's best with what's best for you so use a razor once and throw it away i don't use razors anymore down there because i used to get terrible terrible hair razor bumps so now i use a powder that i mix with water that turns into a cream and it dissolves the hair it works really quickly i used to use nair and vita and that kind of stuff but they are one very expensive and two not as effective as the powder that i see that i have now i use a soft sheen magic hair removal powder and stuff like that they have it in the cream too they said the cream is, is just as effective but i've never used the cream i won't use the powder so that's what grooming is that's my opinion on grooving if i'm um, grooming if you have anything different uh make leave a comment on our social media i'd love to hear what your ideas of feminine hygiene is and what you do in terms of grooming One of the most important things that you need to do once you have a vagina is to monitor it. The best way to tell if something is awry with your vagina and vulva is to become familiar with it. You have to look at it, feel it, 
know what it smells like, know when it looks bad, when things are going wrong, when there's a bump or a pimple that should not be there, when the smell is off, when it feels different. You have to be very up close and personal where it's concerned. That's one of the reasons too why I was so comfortable using a menstrual cup. A menstrual cup is not for everybody, right? It, you have to get up and close and personal with your, your vagina and fluids and things that come out of it. So you have to be very comfortable with who you are monitoring the look the smell and feel is very important to know whether or not you're you're healthy so when you go to your doctor if you need to you can actually tell him or her what's going wrong and what the benchmarks are for you in terms of what's healthy and whatnot and what they can really look for what are the challenges you're having so monitoring is very very important when it comes on to having a vagina you have to you know look at it take a mirror take a look and see what it looks like when it's healthy what it smells like when it's not healthy when what, what does that smell like different stages of your you know your cycle throughout the month what discharge it, it has at what point you should be looking for something clear or cottage cheese like um, those are healthy anything that leads to to gray or green you need to start looking to go to your doctor so monitoring what your body functions is like from your vaginal area is very important in terms of having the best feminine hygiene and best feminine care you can possibly give yourself okay so i'm going to just give you a list of things like a little a little list of random things that are healthy and some that are not healthy so first of all we should be wiping from front to back not back to front and by now as little girls we should have been told why we're wiping from front to back the reason why we're wiping from front to back is because we don't want to track anything from our back area into our front area so we don't want to track feces or any fecal matter into our vagina which is more sensitive than our anus and our anus is a little more it's closed up that sphincter muscle really keeps it protected so for sure you want to wipe from your front to your back so you carry whatever is in the front to the back area clean the area properly you want to use public wipes sometimes depending on what is going on and if you need to you don't always need to but you know you know we'll figure it out right the next thing you want to do is ensure that you're not using anything harsh any kind of harsh chemicals to wipe your vaginal area so anything to detergenty there is no dishwashing liquid and no fob soap and them kind of thing they want to use gentle cleanser something with ph balance or some feminine wash it doesn't work for everybody if it doesn't work for you use something like pear soap or dove soap or just plain water water is fine Cotton underwear is also great to use, but I I believe in just no underwear at all for the reason that I think it needs to breathe. You know, I said it earlier in the, the video that you just need to breathe. These things need air. You just open up in front of the fan and breeze, catch it. Don't be afraid of that. You, if you're home alone or if you're not home alone with your partner, you know, yeah, your partner can sit down and do that together. I mean, it can be a thing that you guys do. So for panty liners. A panty liners is it's a hit and miss for me, right? I've used it and I use it very sparingly. I'm not the kind of girl who wears panty liners every single time, every single day, because I don't see the point you sitting in all that juices flowing from your vagina anyway. It's just going to be sitting on top of the panty liner. Other than the fact that it's also not sustainable, just using these panty liners every day and throwing them in the garbage and it goes into the landfill for me is not something I'm comfortable with. I've used it on lighter days or if I don't want to use a period cup, because I do use a period cup and I will talk about different types of you know menstrual health kind of things but 
for me pantaliners you use it sparingly use it when necessary you can use it to catch your different discharges that you're going through for the times that your body is changing throughout the month uh but for me it's not something that i would recommend or encourage you to use a lot of drink water water flushes your system and it will help with any kind of odor or scent that you might have it can also help with balancing out your entire ph of your body on a whole so you know water is good for all of that i would say if you're going to use any kind of oils to 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 massage the outside areas your your crevices and so forth you want to use essential oil types things now if you know eucalyptus and you know mint they have a burning sensation so if you don't want that find something else you can do something like uh, a grapeseed oil you can use a, a agave oil you can use olive oil those gentle type oils you can grip you can use a grape as a really light by the way so you can use that i use shea butter or cocoa butter i um, use a, the more concentrated version of those and they help to moisturize the skin on the outside if you want to i usually do that like right after a shower after a shave to ensure that my skin is not irritated after that so that's something that you can consider right remember wash outside do things outside the vagina not inside you need to clean your vaginal area every day you need to be taking a shower every day every day so it doesn't mean that you have to take three four showers a day well it's hot now in summer so if you want to do that fine but you need to at least be bathing once a day you bathe and wash thoroughly i tend to wash my vaginal area with different things than what I used to use to shower. So I don't use the same cloth or the same washcloth or the same sponge or the same um, anything to wash my vaginal area. I just dedicate that for her to be on her own. I want her to feel special. I care about her. I want her to feel that way. So I treat her that way. I sound crazy, don't I? But you know, I choose. I fox. I say go. Some of us as women are very sensitive any nicotine can throw off our entire vaginal chemistry and ph a different underwear a different type of material or sexual partner what we eat the kind of water we use the kind of detergents we use to wash our bodies the clothes we, the detergent we use to wash our clothes whether or not we use a feminine hygiene wash versus not whether or not it's too hot today or too cold what we're wearing whether or not it's too tight or too loose or mood you know whether we're depressed or you know sad or you know irritated excited or vaginas is really just like an, an entire soul on its own it really is just sometimes really really sensitive and it's really connected to everything that's going on with us because we have a uterus we are compli complicated we go through so many different stages and cycles of our life and even when it comes down to our menstrual cycle even now today in 2023 there are doctors that still don't understand what it really does to a woman you know we were told or the clocks for the days at 12 or 24 hour clock you'd figure that our hormones are supposed to reset every 24 hours no we go through a 28 to a 35 day cycle and through that cycle our emotions will go up and down our hormones will be all over the place some man's hormones will start one way and by the end of the day it, it goes one way and they reset every morning when they get up and they just start all over so they're hormones is just at one base level we have different fluctuations through the day if you don't understand what i mean 
Take, for example, when you get up in the morning, how flat your stomach is. You probably don't eat anything till 12 o'clock, and by 12 o'clock, your stomach is already like two inches too big. You drink some water, and you're like six months pregnant. You eat some food, and you're like nine months pregnant. And then by the time the, the day ends, you look like you're back to when you were in the morning. Or you probably eat nothing at all in the day, and then you have gas, and that packs it up, and you know you get puffy, or you're close to your period, and you get bloated, or you're just finishing your period, and you still look bloated. There are so many different cycles our bodies go through that one of the we just have to be careful with what we put in it because what you put in it is what you're going to get out right so when it comes on to even your partner there are certain situations that you can't do with your partners like for example you might not be able to do oral sex because every time it happens you get probably a, an infection based off of that you, you don't know you there are things that people go through that we don't talk about as women too we don't talk to each other about the things that really bothers us because we're afraid to open up and say we're talking about our vagina, our pom-poms, our punani, our nash, the goat nose. We're afraid to talk about it because we were raised to say it's taboo and we should keep these things secret with ourselves. So we go through a lot of trauma and drama with our vaginas for years and we don't know that things are wrong. For years, I thought I had an issue when it comes on to my vaginal, my vaginal discharges until I went to college and a doctor said to me, well, no, this is normal. This is what happened. But I'm wondering if when I was younger in my early teens, if at that point they didn't know that this was happening. And when I got to my late teens, early 20s was when they realized that, oh, this is normal. You know what I mean? But what we were taught as our, from parents like me in my 40s and persons that are a little bit younger and older, what we're taught about vaginal care has evolved over the years, evolved a lot. Some of the old wives tales are still work, but for the most part, a lot of what we know is what we know now because we talk to each other and TikTok. TikTok University has really helped us. TikTok and YouTube has really helped us to kind of evolve in terms of how we take care of ourselves and what our understanding is. If you don't know what's going on with your body, you won't be able to tell somebody or tell their doctor to help you through it. So you need to know the differences and the changes. And you have to open up your conversations in your home with the other females in your circle so that people will be comfortable talking to you about issues that they're going through. Don't be afraid to talk about your vagina. It's yours. It's there. What it's going through is natural. Even when it's sick, it's natural too. Because you're not the only, you're not the first person that has been sick when it comes down to your vagina. You won't be the last either. So what you can do is just be cognizant of the fact that you have that issue going on. You say it to somebody and the person you're telling it to, they need to be respectful and open up to know that this can happen to anybody. Having any kind of infection or issues with your vagina doesn't make you nasty or loose or any of that kind of thing. It's a natural body issue that you're having. And we need to just be respectful and mindful where that is concerned. So that's my time, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on Touchgrass Podcast while we discuss feminine hygiene. Our sponsor today was Perfectly Her. She does feminine hygiene products. She's on Instagram and on TikTok. Go ahead and look at her stuff and see if you can get something that will be able to help you through your issues or just to help maintain your, your feminine hygiene. Now, I hope you learned something today. I hope you there was a takeaway. There was something that you can you know add to your repertoire of knowledge and you can pass this on to other women that are knowledgeable. Go ahead and share this podcast with somebody who you think might need it too. And if there's anything that you do that's different from me that you can that can help the masses, Go ahead and share that on our social media page. We're at Touch Grass with Sita on Instagram. You can hit me up on, on TikTok too at With Love with Sita. And we will see you on the next podcast. Bye.